and welcome to another edition of On the Board Sports. My name is Sean Thomas, aka Sean T, joined by a awesome, awesome, awesome guest. Back for a second run with us. We certainly appreciate him making some time to come through with us. Mr. Matthew Viola. Matthew, how are you doing, sir? Feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Again, man, me and Will want to express thank you for coming on, man. You awesome. Will is not here. Will is taking care of some work stuff. So, Will, you know how I feel about you, sir. Take care of yourself. I know you'll be back soon. But Matthew is in the place to be filling in, man, and... Matt, um, it's funny. My mom always says what goes around uh, comes around. Mm -hmm. I couldn't make it. You filled in for me. (laughs) (laughs) Will can't make it. You're filling in for Will. I guess my mom was right, Matt. (laughs) They usually are. (laughs) Mothers are usually right. (laughs) Even when they're wrong, especially the mothers because they're females. Even when they're wrong, they're right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. uh, I didn't realize how much stuff I did wrong in my life until I got married. Oh my! I didn't realize. I I thought I was going fine uh-huh. on this road we call life. <laughs> then I got boy, was I wrong? <laughs> and it, it was wrong. As like I tell people all the time when they ask me about, uh, I just booked my honeymoon nice, recently, nice, and nice. people always ask me about how do you like married life? It's been a little over a year. This September made a year I've been married. Nice. And every nice, time awesome, people, bro. and I always say from this one comedian said it, and they said, "How do you like married life?" I'm like, "I'm happy. I know that because she told me." <laughs> right. She told me I'm happy. <laughs> she told me so I'm happy. <laughs> That's how it is. But yeah, but no, I'm 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 happy to be back. Thank you very much. You know, like um I know you asked me, had to make sure the schedule was open. Hey, the schedule's open. I'm here. I got nothing else to do. I'm here. The wife gave me the okay. That's the most important okay a man could ever get. It comes from his wife. So Yes. To your wife, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to to Anita for letting me come. The two thumbs up. (laughs) I I tell her, babe, do you need me to buy you anything? Is there anything you need home? Do you need me to I even asked you, do you need anything? Oh yeah, you did. No, yeah. I want to make sure that everything is covered. That's because you're a great host. Yes, thank you. Thank you're you. the real Shanti. Yes, the real. Shaun-T. Not that workout guy. <laughs> Appreciate it, Matt. You have your own show, mm-hmm. Awesome here at the Awesome Gotham Podcast. So, do you, so Matt, tell everybody about your show, the days it's on, what you guys are about. So our show is uh, the Better Fantasy Bureau, mm-hmm. and that's what's called BFB, the Better Fantasy Bureau. And as I said, uh, you know, my name is Matthew Viola, but most people in the world always call me Flex Hitlist. Yes, that's always been. Uh, that's it's, it's funny because as I told you, I'm a basketball coach. Yes, outside mm-hmm. of, you know other things that I do with being a DJ. Right, and nobody knows my real name. <laughs> I don't, and I don't try to hide it, especially now that I'm 33 years old. I right. n- nobody know, like when during awards night, and they'll be like, "Okay, here we got the ninth grade basketball team coached by Matthew Viola." And the parents are like, "Who in the world is Matthew Viola?" <laughs> they have no idea. So, yeah, because everybody calls me Coach Flex and Flex Hitless. So if you you know if you want to tune into my show, the Better Fantasy Bureau, uh, you know I am Flex Hitless there, and I do it with my partner Charlie. Uh, he's a bit of hiatus on the show just for the time being, but he'll be back, and he is my partner on the show. And basically the show we started was about fantasy sports, and we wanted to make it all fantasy sports, which we know the biggest market is fantasy football. Of course. And uh, But, you know, we want that's why we, we didn't want to call ourselves something to just relate to just fantasy football or put football in the game and knowing the word, because I'll tell you the truth. I know the most about fantasy football. Right. Not the most, I mean, like more than anybody, but the most of fantasy sports that I know is about football. Right, got it. Uh, but we're going to be talking about basketball and baseball and all kinds of sports in general, fantasy-wise, giving fantasy advice. And the whole concept of our show mm-hmm. is that we're not gurus. We're not experts. We're not, we're not, we're not going to definitely win you your league. We're not going to give you the high. We're just everyday fantasy sports players. Like, it's basically barbershop talk. That's right. But when it comes, that's what, our, that's what we, we have, barbershop talk, talking about fantasy sports. Right. And we just try to give you the best advice on what we think, what we see, what we feel, and we take all the data that we can accumulate from the different sources that we gained them from. Right. You know? But I, I still ask other people. I have other people that I text, hey, should I start this person or that person? Just as much people ask me. Just because I have a podcast doesn't make me an expert on it. Right. But th- that was the whole basis. And the whole the model for the show is for the everyday fantasy sports player. Right. And fantasy football's ending, and we're going to bridge into giving about fantasy basketball. Right. And then we're going to prepare people for the fantasy baseball uh, you know, drafts and all this other stuff. So, right. yeah, that's basically the concept of the show, the Better Fantasy Bureau. And, man, I love the show, uh, Matt, especially now because fantasy, the playoffs, 
some people lost. Some people like us are still in it. Week two, thank yes, God that yes. I won week one. I was cutting it close. I, I was like, God, I do not need Kirk Cousins to go off. <laughs> and the Seahawks, the defense, they showed up. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, needed, I needed Dalvin Cook to not give me a Derrick Henry performance. Yes, and he did not. <laughs> and I was still worried about it. because De- And you as a Titans fan. Yes, I am. must have been happy about what Derrick Henry did. Very, very nice. Very happy. 47 fantasy points. Uh, and my, in one of my leagues, he gave 59. And in in my main league, he is not on a team. He's not. He's not owned. Well, he's owned now by me. Right, right. Now but, you owned him. Yeah. But as of last week, as of that two hundred and forty-seven yards, nobody had him on his team. Yeah, yeah. He was he was on the bench this week. I, I didn't pick him up, even though I think he's going to have a great uh, you know game this week because he's going against the Giants and the Giants do get run on. I mean, we'll right. talk about that later when we get into the football aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's fun, like you know, like my now my my friend Marchetti, mm-hmm. he's filling in for Charlie for the time being as okay. you know as my partner on the show, and then you're going to be on the show, of course, right? Yes, yes, please, uh, yes, yeah, please. no, please, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, but um, I was going to say with this. Oh yeah, because uh, he said that somebody in his league started Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. but he had a buy. So oh. it's not like, but he started him, but on a buy. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, he had a buy. I think the... that's worse than not even having him, like on the team, having him. But yeah, him, but, oh, not, yeah. Man, it's like, and you sucks. have him in your starting lineup, and he's on a buy. <laughs> but I had Amari Cooper go off, but it was in a light lead that I wasn't even in the playoffs for. But at least, at least now I'm out of the losers bracket. You had a losers bracket, right, yeah. Because right, there, right. there is a penalty. The penalty we have for that league mm-hmm. is uh, you have to drive around. There's a license plate cover. Mm-hmm. That's all pink and glittery. It says, I lost, I came in last in my fantasy football league. Oh, and man. you have to put that in your car, and you have to drive around your car for the whole year with that on. The whole year? You, yeah. You guys are cruel, man. <laughs> oh, there's worse. There, there, there's, there's much, I've there's, actually heard of worse guys getting like... Tattoos? Like, yeah, like tattoos that I'm a fantasy bum or loser Yeah, or and you know what's funny? Because those guys, when they started the tattoo league, they were all like law students in college, so they really like dove into it. They said like, like the laws of you can't, make the person get it on this part of the body you can't have these things being accumulated to the tattoos it has to be this size it can't be bigger than this and it can't be small (laughs) like they really went into it for those tattoos structure (laughs) yeah they really went into it for those stuff on the tattoos so it's just uh but it got worse there's way worse things to do like i mean you know i i figured if you want to go back to like cat you know like every little uh kid school days yeah like just peg somebody with a handball against the wall or something like (laughs) that'd be better right (laughs) So, Matt, again, man, thank you for coming on. Matt, let's jump into the show, Matt. Um, let's do this, Brutus. Let's talk about some uh, basketball here. Love basketball. So, Matt is a Knicks fan. Absolutely. Big-time Knicks fan. Not a good loss last night to the Lodi Cavaliers, but guess what? Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers beat my team the other day, the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. So, so Cleveland seems to kind of have the one-up on our teams. But, but you guys just beat the Sixers recently. And last Saturday, we, we, we went to the Garden and we beat a team. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You beat some team that's not doing anything. Some team that plays at the Garden, uh, the world's greatest that's, arena, you know? Uh, no, I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> right, 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 right now, like, beating the Knicks is not much of an accomplishment. I think getting Very out of true. bed of a, is a big accomplishment than defeating the Knicks. So getting far, out of like, bed on yeah. Monday is definitely more fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Getting get, getting to work on time is a bigger accomplishment. If I show up and I'm not at, if I'm at work by like eight fifty eight fifty five, that's a way bigger accomplishment than that's defeating the Knicks. That's yeah. a win for Matsley. Yeah. So let's start with the Knicks. You know, yes, they lost um, uh, last night. Well, um, to the Cavs, yeah, to the Cavs, and then he lost Saturday night. No, no, they 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 lost. Um, they lost five straight. Um, five straight Sunday night to Charlotte. Saturday night uh, to my net. So, mm-hmm. Matt, we know this season is not a playoff season. It's not a championship winning no. season. But when they are losing games, and some of these games are not close, as a fan, like, like one, like, how does that make you feel? And number two, how would you rate David Fisdale's first year so far? Well, as a, as a fan. As an, and, a, and, a, and a real diehard Knicks fan, you know, because, uh, I mean, there are so many Knicks fans that are like real diehard Knicks fans that, that it hurt pains them to see their team do so bad before that they stopped being Knicks fans for it. Right. You know what I mean? And I get it. But this is a year where the expectation wasn't brought to us. We didn't have any expectations at all. It's kind of like almost last year. We didn't have any expectations. Came to Christmas time before Porzingis got hurt. We were actually doing pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. Correct. And a lot of people thought we were going to make the eighth or seventh seed. Right. And this year there was no expectations, none whatsoever. I mean, I'm pr- I'm sure that a lot of New Yorkers are a little bit more disappointed with Kevin Knox, right. but I think Alonzo Trier, who is is actually uh, 
covering that disappointment a bit because we're really happy about what he's doing lately. Right. And we just signed him already. We gave him a two-year deal. And Ron Baker finally got yes. the axe. Finally. Which finally, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't understand why he was getting playing time at, you know, with more than certain other people would. Right, right. Exactly. It's like, we need rebounds. Get in Baker. <laughs> Right, exactly. it's like Baker sells this, <laughs> something like that. It, he sells the seats, right. but any, but uh, but I'm happy. W- I'm I'm not mad about it because mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything from this year. I was happy with like the few big, like, you know, we went that three game winning streak. It was fun to watch. Right, but I like how they're keeping the team what it is. So to answer your David Fizdale part of the question, I like it so far because he's growing with what he has. Like w- like working with the Knicks right now. That's like if you got that in a poker game, you fold that hand. You right. know what I mean? That's right. a hard hand to play. Right. But he's playing it well enough, I believe. Right. And I just like to see that we're growing with what we have. And we're not rushing to sell anything. We're not rushing to sell any future picks. We're not rushing to give up the team. You know, because in the NBA, you only got two rounds of draft with. Right. It's not like in football, you know, you could you could get lucky by picking one the 199th pick and get Tom Brady. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Any team could have Tom Brady. But a- any yeah. team. Could, yeah. You, but you know, it, that's the thing. I, I just like, because that's what we've done before. I mean, the right. last time we had what was considered to be a successful season is when we had the oldest, you know, roster in the NBA at the time. That was with Rasheed Wallace and with Jason Kidd and... Mellow and right. you know so uh, stat. Stat, yes that it was like a really old team right and we had a successful season that year Paolo right. Prigioni shout out to Argentina <laughs> right because exactly. I'm from Argentina that's why nice. so, <laughs> yeah uh, so but anyways but so I I like what Fizdale I I like what it, where it's it seems like we're building a foundation mm-hmm. and then we're gonna grow from there. And I know next year we have enough to give away two max contracts, to buy two max contracts. Porzingis will get back healthy. I hope he doesn't play for the rest of the year. Right. I really hope he doesn't. There is no point. There's no point. There is no point. There is no point. There, for what would you bring the star in? You know, it's right. like sometimes when I when I coach my kids in basketball, and they're like, you know, I'm like my best player wants to play in the fourth quarter. I'm like, we're up 30. You broke your hand last year. And he did. Like, you know, and I tell him, like, I'm not going to have you be in there, you know, when it's a game that I don't need you for right now. I'm up 30. Right. I'm going to put in a kid that only plays like two minutes a game. Right. You know? Right. Right. And, uh, so yeah, so I I do like the direction it's going. I don't expect anything from them. I just expect them to play hard. I don't expect them to tank. Which they are. Which Which they they are. Absolutely. Which they are. I don't expect them to tank to get Zion. I don't expect them to have the worst season in the, in the league because I don't expect them to be as bad as the Hawks, you know? And the Suns. And the Suns, Yikes. you know? <laughs> yeah. But but um, Aiton's got a good future. Yes, yes. And I really like Warren on that team, too. He, Warren's a monster. He is. very real. So, you know, I look at the Knicks, Matt, and, you know, I agree with uh, everything you said. The one thing that the Knicks have to identify now is who is the – who are the pieces of the young core? Right. Who are we going to sell to? Let's just say they 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 do go out and they and they do talk to two max guys. Which young core guys are we going to present to these two guys and be like, hey, you get to play with these guys? Right. And and because if you don't identify those, it's going to be hard to sell a guy that is nowhere close to a max. Better yet, a guy like a KD, a Kawhi, a Kyrie, a Jimmy Butler, so on and so forth. So, no, 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 you're absolutely right. Because, like, I know one thing that New York rely and it's New York in general, everything about New York. New York's New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people go to Florida to retire, people go to Miami to party, people go to LA to, you know, gamble. Right. People go to New York to build everything in their lives, mm-hmm. whether they want, you know, in any part of their lives they want to do, they just want to build their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So, the selling of the big major New York market is not a thing anymore in the NBA. True. Selling the mecca, just being the mecca basketball, being in the big lights and you know the the bright the big stage, it's not a selling point anymore. It's for, for for the NBA players. It's very true. Yeah, you know you got guys like Paul George who will happily go to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah, you know, and he had a chance to go home. Yeah, exactly. The Clippers or the Lakers, and he turned them both down. He turned them both down, and <laughs> and those are big, huge markets to play Huge for too. Markets, right. No, but I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Right. But what's there? It's like, you right. know, but we have the Sooners, we have Russell Westbrook, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's all they got. <laughs> and uh, and so, so yeah, it's just like what you said, to see who's going to be the main guys to say, like, hey, look, you got this, you know, like Alonzo Trier sees that be that guy. Like, hey, man, we got this guy that you could really play with, you know, and he's, you know, the better he does, the better you're going to do this down the third. Exactly. And it's defi- then find out that main core and then growing with it and then, you know, doing well on the draft. Right. And, and, and it's just... I, I'm excited for the future. I think the I think it's 
we're in the good rebuild that we should have been at a long time ago. Right. But I feel like everything was rushed. It was rushed. Isaiah and Thomas rushed so much for us. He, just, yeah. he rushed so, so much. And I think the draft is a key word, Matt, because everybody knocks Golden State. Oh, Golden State this, Golden State. They got KD. Golden State, Matt. And what a lot of people forget, Steph Curry was a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson right before was us. a draft pick. <laughs> yeah. Draymond Green was a draft pick. Yeah. Three of their big four, and when the markets comes back, their big five. Wow, a big five. Wow. <laughs> like, like that just, wow. I know, no, it is. It, it's, like it, we say big two, big three, they're going to have a big five. Yeah. Like, that is really just, like, smack me in the face. <laughs> they're going to have a big and, five. And, and because of that is what so many people hate about basketball and hate the Golden State. Now, I personally don't hate the Golden State Warriors. I personally Likewise. don't. Right. I, I like all the players there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not – I like Kevin Durant as a talent. That's almost about it for me. Like, I like him as a talent. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I, but like I, I'm a, I'm a big, big, big – like, dis, not disbeliever. What's the word I'm saying? I'm very anti-LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Extremely. I'm not as much as anti-Kevin Durant as I am anti-LeBron James. Right. But I am anti Kevin Durant to an extent. To extent, right, right. Got but uh, but I'm very anti LeBron James, right. and I have my reasons. And there's actually an episode on my show where you could hear me talk about that. <laughs> I go off on that. Uh, right. But but the thing is, is that um, yeah, they did it all in the draft. Jerry West did a great job of awesome building up job. that team. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they did it. The and they drafted those three guys. They did everything the right way. They mm-hmm. saved up their money. They went on and they signed guys. They made this deal and that trade. And it's like. Everybody says, oh, well, Kevin Durant went to play with these superstars. What did they do wrong? He was a free agent. Right. They went, they came to the Hamptons, the Hampton Five. Yeah. <laughs> and they sold him on coming. Golden State did nothing wrong. No, Golden and State did nothing wrong. They saved money to sign a max guy. They did nothing wrong. Kevin, now, Kevin Durant, Durant did something wrong. Did yeah. something really bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, so. I'm not saying that the Knicks are going to end up like going to state for the city for fans like you, Matt. We all hope they do. Mm-hmm. But the point that I'm trying to, to you know, say make is use the draft, save your money, make the right moves. Steph Curry, Matt, I know you guys had the eighth pick. I know he went seven. Yeah. Jordan Hill, the rest is history. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But six teams passed. The Minnesota Timberwolves passed on Steph Curry. Twice. <laughs> twice. Twice. I think they had four and six or four and five or something, and they passed on them twice. Clay Thompson, I think, was like number 12, and Draymond Green was a second-round pick. So, I mean, if the Knicks scout this well, it's very hard that, that you see a great player mm-hmm. be picked at number 12, yeah. 14, 16. A great player be picked in Donovan the Mitchell second recently. round. Donovan Mitchell recently, recently right. Yeah, so, if you scout well, which I pray the Knicks scouting department – is scouting right now. You don't have to have a top five pick to find a player that's great. Paul George was, I think, pick number like like 17. Kawhi was pick number 12. Mm-hmm. So if you scout very, very well, you do not need a top five, five pick. So to me, there's no reason to tank if you scout well. No, no, no. I, I agree with that. There's no reason to tank if you scout well, of course. You know, But now, of course, the whole thing is like Zion looks like the second coming of, you know, Jesus, it's like it's just it, the <laughs> way he looks like his plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, uh, but the same thing. I definitely, I'm a disbeliever in the thing tanks. You know what I mean? Uh, even what they're saying about the Giants right now to tank for what? For what? You know, there's no quarterbacks. When we get into the football section of the show, I'll tell you exactly what the Giants need to make yes. the playoffs, and it's scary. But um, probably like twelve different, fourteen different things. But yeah, yeah, something like that along <laughs> those lines. But yeah, so it's just like um. But the, you know, you scout well. You don't need a tank. You know, you find and you find the people who are going to fit right for your team, like the right fits. The if right you find fits. them, right. then you know there's no reason to. You know, it's not like the first guy is going to be always the guy all the time. Right. I mean, come on, Michael Lacandy went number one overall. <laughs> you Michael know? Candy, right? Michael Lacandy <laughs> exactly. went number one overall. Exactly. So, for God's sakes. So we see what happens with the Knicks. Uh, transitioning to my Nets now, we've won three in a row after coming off losing eight straight and. We could have won. We could have legit won six or seven of those eight games. Mm-hmm. We had big leads in several of those games. We let those leads go. The OKC game was a heartbreaker. The Memphis game too. But we beat Toronto at home. A healthy Toronto team. We beat them. Another big lead that we let slip. A game went into in overtime, but we won that game. 
We followed that up Saturday by beating the Knicks. Then we followed up with a very impressive road win. Yes, I know that Jimmy Butler last night, he did not play, but it's never easy to win on the road. Yeah, no. And he's went on the road, and they got a good game. Spencer did with a career high in terms of points. So I like how they're playing now. The one thing, Matt, that I like about my Nets is that they're playing hard, and they're playing competitive games against very good teams. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when – so. You know, it's 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 one of those things where we're kind of like in the Knicks boat. Like maybe we're one notch above the Knicks, but right now young, you definitely are. Right, right now, yeah, right. But we're still a young team that doesn't have maybe expectations, and we're also going to have two max slots. So it's like we're kind of in the same boat, man. Like we want to identify a younger core so we could bring to these guys like, hey, you get to play with a Dinwiddie, a Russell. Jared Adams, so on and so forth. So it's kind of weird, Matt, that both New York teams are kind of are kind of in the same boat. Now, I like, I definitely like the future a lot for Jared Allen. Yes, and Levert got a got a very bright future. Definitely, you know, and, it, and it's, he was, and it's a shame that he got hurt when he did because he was having such a great career. He was off to a hot start, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I took him last in a twelve man fantasy basketball wow. draft. I took him with the last pick in the, in the last round. You know what I mean? And those first two or three weeks, you were you were doing pretty, pretty well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I was doing fine. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's and you know what it is? is because when you think of, when I guess when most people, if you think outside of people who know Brooklyn Nets, if you think of Brooklyn Nets, what name do you think of? There's no real big name person. Because right. if you think Knicks, you think Porzingis. Right. That, that's pretty much it. Right. You think Nets. You don't think of a big name True. to think there, but that's why it's like you said, like identifying with the core, and I think it's a it's a solid um, start to to lay the foundation with guys like Levert and Allen, who I feel. Um, I know um, D'Angelo Russell's been doing pretty good. I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell fan. I think he was an overrated player in the draft. I think it was too high for him to go there too. I didn't think he was going to be all that good. Too right, yeah. yeah, and. Um, you know, but I mean, he's playing good with the Nets. He's mm-hmm. doing fine with the Nets. I, and, you know, I've always liked Damian Carroll. Right. Uh, but you know, like I said, there's 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 still there's there's still pieces to work with there and to grow with there, and to maybe you know within the future, like you know, I remember you mentioned that possibly a Kawhi Leonard, yes, which you would like. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm trying to cross my toes, but I'm Fingers crossed. Shoes. <laughs> Knock on wood. Right. Something. <laughs> I said your keychain is a four leaf clover. <laughs> right. Yeah. And shake it twice or something. It's like a live, like rabbit barn in your backyard. You got to cut off fresh feet daily. <laughs> trying to get it right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah. It's, but, but um, you know, so but it's good to see that we're winning games. We have we have um a big game of Friday night Washington. And then we have a game against the Hawks. We can beat Washington. We can beat the Hawks, and we can keep this train going. So you know, so you know, definitely good to see that they are not trying to tank. Because when you're eight and seventeen, as they were, tanking yeah. becomes real easy of at course. eight and seventeen. And even easier for the Knicks at eight and twenty-one. <laughs> for the Knicks at twenty-one, eight and twenty-one. But you're still seeing that they're playing these that you know that that they're in these games and they're not losing games. Was it um? Was it the Bulls the other day that lost by like fifty six? Yeah, they lost fifty six. Yeah, the Bulls are trying to are trying to tank. Let's just be very clear. I, you don't I, lose I would, by fifty six points and not try to tank. I'll tell you this I'm much: sorry. if they're if they're trying to tank, they're uh, they're doing a great job of it. <laughs> they're making it very obvious. <laughs> yeah, they lost to the Celtics one hundred thirty three to seventy seven. Oh my god, one hundred and oh man. Yeah, that was not uh, not fun for Bulls fans. Seventy seven. Yeah, one hundred and thirty three to seventy seven. Four quarter game. So um right so you know so um that's it for the Let me ask you a question though yeah, since we're on the yeah. basketball topic and it was interesting when you I was watching not watching but I saw on Instagram the highlights of first take mm-hmm. and uh Stephen A Smith mentioned his top 5 uh duos mm-hmm. so I wanted to know what your take on it was curious about that So his top 5 duos on did you see that or no I saw him post a video but I didn't see the full full clip So his top 5 is number 1 Pippen and Jordan Number two is Magic and Kareem. And then and number three was uh, Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. And then before, he gave to KD and Steph. Mm. And number five was LeBron and D-Wade. So how do you feel about that? Jordan Pippen has to be close to the top. I mean, the guy's got six rings. No, no, Jordan Pippen's got to be number one overall. It's got to be number one overall. So you have to put that... The Lakers teams had you, you could take Kobe and Shaq's got to be the Kobe best, and Shaq would yeah. be up there too, but you could put 
magic with any one of those Laker Laker greats mm-hmm. and put them up there too. Mm-hmm. You could take Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. That's a big one. There. That's a big one. So to have no Boston Celtics duo there, that's kind of off. I too. personally love Stockton and Malone. Stockton and Malone. Stockton and Malone. I, I think love. those are two of the greatest players to not win a ring. Yeah, and they had the best team in the NBA. And then you ran into Michael Jordan twice. Well, yeah, that, that's he's he's he's, <laughs> he's crushed a lot of people's uh, dreams. You ran into Michael he's Jordan not a lot once of, but twice. Another great duo that I also love too. Within, I mean, and these, I mean, this is all top five. Now, I think to give KD and Steph that. Fourth. Now he says it. He says it just off the top of his head. He was thinking about it, and he has the right to change it, which of course he does. Of course, right. <laughs> Who I would probably put as number four at the fourth overall. I, I said four, and I just put up three fingers. I know you can't see this outside the podcast, <laughs> but I just did that. I know. I'm going to say that because I like to make fun of myself. At times. Actually, my the cameras right oh, there. The ca- okay, so you got the cameras. Right, so if you'll see, if you go in slow-mo, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I meant to go four, and I put up three fingers. That's funny. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm not that smart. Anyways, um... I would like to give the number four to Tim Duncan and David Robinson. That, to me, was a powerful duo. That is... That's a powerful duo right there, and that was strong. And, you know, the Spurs were just, you know, once you start... And I'll never forget also what, um, what uh, you know, Coach Popovich said, too, is that when they asked him what did they contribute his whole entire uh, success for, for coaching, like what do you contribute it to? And he goes, my success, coaching? I don't know anything about that. I drafted Tim Duncan. I did nothing else. That's all I did. I took Tim Duncan in draft, and I did nothing else. That's it. <laughs> Matt, we do have some breaking news here okay. on, on the board sports. I want you to read... This tweet by Adrian Wojnarowski while I do my little happy dance. <laughs> I'm doing a little happy dance with some more breaking Adrian, news. Adrian Wojnarowski, Spencer Dinwiddie gets will get 34 million over a three year extension with Nets. League sources tell ESPN there will be a player option on third year. Sources said you like that. Did you are we, literally dancing. Did right, right. I am literally dancing. He's dancing. The, the, the camera's gonna see that. Did we just not talk about identifying Ident- the young yes. pieces? Yes. To, now you can give a whoever we get in to just have a sit down meeting with us. Like, hey, yeah. Spencer Dimmy's gonna be here for the next uh, two three. to three years. Yeah. You you go into a room and say, okay, I'm playing with Dinwiddie, Allen, Lavert, Russell. Hmm. Hmm. In the East, when LeBron is gone, and Kawhi could be gone, and Kyrie could be gone, because they all could go west. But you have to wear these ugly jerseys. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I, I had was to, on I, the road. I had to add that in. You know, I already told you before. No, like I said, like like you know, like we, we as people, I are was gonna getting get warmed up, man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I told you, They're I support every they, New York they, team except the Nets. I, 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 and I, I just had, I had. I, it I must in. admit, they they are they are pretty bad. The They're door wrong. was open there. It, it was. I took the opportunity, <laughs> and I must. Unfortunately, you, agree with Matt. It, 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 they are pretty bad. But you, you know? gave so many good selling points, which are true, and they're all great <laughs> selling points. I'm like, I gotta find something wrong here. As a Nick fan that you are, as a Nick the fan jerseys <laughs> and the logo and the logo is pretty bad. But yeah. I'm happy. But breaking news, no, no, here, that's very happy. Yeah, I, and he did, and we took a chance on this guy uh, three years ago because he got cut twice by the Pistons and by the Bulls. And one thing that players respect about the Nets, Matt, is that. Their player development program is very good, mm-hmm. and they lot of have and they have a, a, a lot of Spurs ties, and it's not a surprise. The Spurs took guys that guys like a Patty Mills, who's right. like six feet. A Patty Mills could shoot with anyone, mm-hmm. and you, they took guys like him, and you made guys like um you know him, and you know really really Danny Green, too. Danny Green too, and um they had another guy. Um, his last name is Neil. Uh, Oh, Gary Neal. Uh, Gary Neal. Yeah. And, and you took guys like him and, and you made them pretty, pretty good. So You turned them into something. Turned something. So, and they yeah. did the same thing with him. I'm so happy for him. $34 million over three years. He deserves uh, it. And because we have his bird rights, mm-hmm. this, this $34 million is not going to count against the cap. So we still keep that those two max maximum cap slots. So, right. Spencer, happy for you. Welcome home. Brooklyn is your home. Awesome job. Um, As you guys say here on the show, he's awesome with a capital A. Awesome with a freaking capital A. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. 
Matt, I'm um, happy for you. Thank you, sir. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> I'm Jesus happy Christ. for you. Just... Well, for me. Thank you. For you, I'm very thank happy. You, for you personally, I'm very happy. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Matt, let's spin it around the league. Did you have a chance to see the Kawhilis Raptors go into Golden State last night and not only beat Golden State, beat them by 20? I have not. And I don't, I'll tell you the truth, because I literally just did book my honeymoon just like two days ago. Got it, got it. So I have been, it's, it's, it's just work, preparing for, for my show, and then going over the honeymoon. Got it. That, that's literally all my time's been. <laughs> oh, wait, no, and also because my wife tried this whole prep meal cook thing. Uh-huh. So I've been helping her with that in the kitchen. Got so it. yeah, so no, I, I really haven't watched like much sports in a long time. I do as best I can to follow up Got it. and highlights, but no, I didn't get to see that. That was a very impressive win. I watched the game last night, and Kawhi hasn't played. They went into the Clippers House Stables on a Tuesday night, beat them by like twenty something. Mm-hmm. Went into Golden State last night, a fully healthy Golden State team. Draymond was healthy, Clay, Steph, um, Durant, and they beat them by twenty points. Matt, we've seen this before. We've seen the Raptors' regular season success, but something is different about this team that I haven't seen the past couple of years. That was a very impressive couple of wins. Well, I mean, like you said, is what was impressive to watch. What I think was different is, I mean, of course, off the bat, what's very different is Kawhi Leonard because there's one thing about Kawhi Leonard, which is for a long time, why people always said, well, people argue could argue the fact mm-hmm. that he was the best player in the NBA, mm-hmm. only because the fact there's not one thing this guy could do wrong. Right, he could do very good a little bit of everything, which is shooting and dribbling and dishing and defending. A little bit of everything he could do very good. He's like the best all around player there is. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, um that, that of course are the bad is different. But with him not being there and for other people to step up and to you know to do what they gotta do, it, it it's I guess it's just the energy in the room. Or or maybe it's this fact that they're like now that they have Kawhi, they made this big change because DeMar DeRozan was always a big, big, big part of them. Right. And I guess as they made this giant change, this drastic move by Taken away, it changed. I bet it changed the whole lock completely. I'm not saying it changed for the better, but it probably woke them up and sparked a whole new like, hey, we're gonna get after it. Like we gotta do we, something different's happen here. Let's let's take a different approach at it. They probably just unknowingly, subconsciously attack things differently. You know, right. I'm very. I like a lot uh, that guy Van Fleet. Van Leet. Van, Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Fleet. I like him a lot. I like his game a lot. I mean, he did pretty good the night of that game. You know, with uh, you know ten points. You know, and uh, I mean, only three rebounds and two assists throughout it. But still, it's just. It's just, it's just the the way that whole team is just starting to play and right. just play. It's like you said, they do good right now, but let's see how good it could be, April, and let's see May, how June. far it could be. Yeah, man. In April, May, and June, that's gonna be the real, the real. You know, figuring out like, is this team really, really as good as as you're as they are now? Because Matt, we we we've seen this uh, before. Matt, final. I mean, with the best record in the NBA right now, at twenty three and seven. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. they're playing, and one of those seven losses came against my Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yes, yes, they sir. did. Yes, they yes, did. it is. You could con- contribute they are to that. Twenty three and six with a loss of the Brooklyn Nets. You would have been, you would have been twenty three and six if you didn't come here to Brooklyn. <laughs> exactly. But you decided to step in. <laughs> decided to step in. Now live with that. <laughs> Matt, uh, before we move on to a little baseball, your final thing on the NBA. So the past week and a half, we've had this whole debate about all-time NBA starting fives. Mm-hmm. Top five, starting five, starting five, starting five. And, you know, I put up a post about mine, and it got 36 comments. Sean, you're crazy. Sean, you're awesome. <laughs> Sean, you're an idiot. Sean, you're right on the money. So That's the beauty of talking sports, right? Talking sports. Yeah. So, Matt, I'll give you mine. I'll give you a brief explanation why I have it, and then I'm sure you have a top five that you have. I have my top five, yeah, favorite. I mean, top five or, or starting five. It might be a little bit different than my top five favorite, but my top five favorite is still a starting five, so it will still work. Got it. So let me give you mines. I'll pull up mines right here. So. My starting five is, if I could find it, find it right here. So at the point guard, uh, Matt, I have Irvin, Magic, uh, Johnson. I don't mm-hmm. think you could go wrong. No, no, never, never. He's arguably one of the best uh, point guards of all time. Right. At the shooting guard, I mean, it's kind of obvious. I have the GOAT, the Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's kind of obvious. At the three, I have Mr. LeBron James. Okay. That's a debatable one. At four, this one, Matt, got the most debates. At power forward, I have a guy that you just said, Tim Duncan. No, Tim Duncan is actually one of my favorite players, my top five favorite players of all time. And I I think, I think top, I don't know why I should get any debate. Tim Duncan is by far, 
I really agree. The best power forward of all time. And that was my whole point. My whole thing is if he's the best at a position, he has to be in an all-time starting five. I mean, yes, 100%. yes his game wasn't a sexy game, but Tim Duncan made it okay to use the glass. Yeah. I mean, he was the wizard of using the glass. Mm-hmm. Number five, now on my Facebook post, Matt, I put Shaq. But after thinking about it, after reading some comments, I'm going to change who I have at number five. I'm going to go from Shaq to Hakeem the Dream. Hakeem the Dream, yeah. Arguably one of the best uh, centers of all time. Because I feel like if this starting five of Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Tim, Duncan, and the Dream, if you put Shaq in there and Matt, that start five, and, and that starting five plays a game, mm-hmm. they're going to foul Shaq all day long. Oh, yeah. I need a guy that could knock down a 15-footer, a 20-footer, a free throw shot, and Hakeem could do that with the best of them. You could also put Patrick Ewing in there, too. I'm a Nick fan. I know near and dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of my top five favorite players. Right. So, Matt, I have Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Hakeem the Dream is my sounding five. Who do you have, sir? I mean, even though now now my top three favorite players, right, mm-hmm. with it's it's like because the thing is like um I have like these favorite players who are not like the best players in the NBA. Like one of my favorite players of all time is always Sean Kemp. Mm. I love Sean Kemp. Big Sean Kemp Super fan. Supersonics. Exactly. Yes, sir. And it was a big Sean Kemp fan, and he was never one of the greatest players in the NBA. Right. Grant Hill's another one of my favorite all-time players. One of my all-time number one favorite players in the NBA was always Grant Hill's, and a big contribution to what is his awesome, amazing sneakers from Phil. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but uh, but he was never also one of the greatest players. Now, Hewing is there, and Hewing and Tim Duncan also like ran down like some of my favorite players. So they. Uh, I would still never even put Hewing in the all-time top five starting five players. I wouldn't even put Hewing there. I would put between Shaq and Akeem. Right. And I and it would be hard to go with. I mean, I would probably maybe go more Shaq only because he's such a pure center. There's no that one's going to push him around. Right, right. So I would probably only switch that out for mm-hmm. you know Shaq. Um, Magic Johnson, is to me, is the greatest front guard of all time. The only person that possibly I might trade him out for would be Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, of course. That's the only one I would pro- possibly trade him out for. Now, if it was, you know, uh, Jordan's got to be there. But if I had, to, but if I had to start my own personal top five, mm-hmm. I would switch him out for uh, Allen Iverson, the number one, not Jordan, not Jordan, not okay. Jordan. I would switch out the point, the, the one spot, the, the Allen Iverson for Allen. So Iverson. you have Iverson, Jordan, yeah, LeBron. <sighs> I wouldn't put LeBron there because I really don't like LeBron. I know but you're anti LeBron, As a right. talent, yes. LeBron as a talent would 100% have to be there. As a talent, LeBron would have to be what there. What scares me about LeBron is just let's just say this top five plays an actual NBA game. Mm-hmm. LeBron can't make a foul, a free throw in the clutch to save his life. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> like, yes, he's this great player and he's and he's the best player on the earth, but he's the best player on the earth that can make a foul shot. When you look at a, a guy like Kevin Durant, I don't think I've seen Kevin Durant miss a free throw in years. So it's just yeah, like, no, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not something he does. It, right, exactly. You know? So you know, it, it's been a topic of debate because you could go so many ways. And Matt, a lot of people did what you did. They had a favorite top five, mm-hmm. and they had an all-time top five. Right, and it differed from what they're saying because I d- agree with you. Tracy McGrady's one of my all-time favorite right. um, players. Is he an all-time great? No. no. He's a Hall of Famer, yes. Absolutely. But is he an all-time great? No. No. Another one of my all-time favorite players, Kevin Garnett. Okay. A Hall of Famer, yes. Love Kevin Garnett. An all-time great, Tim Duncan would whoop his ass. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Akeem Olajuwon would whoop his ass Absolutely, too. yeah. Patrick Ewing would whoop his ass too. But Kevin Garnett would fight him for it, though. He will fight him. He would fight. He he will lose all three and then fight them. <laughs> exactly. See me in the park. See me in the park. Because he's so hood, man. But, but I, I'm I'm a, I'm speaking you know, speaking about you saying hood. Well, first of all, I say like I'm surprised you got so many comments about uh, Kevin. I mean Tim Duncan because thirty six comments. That's, I'm surprised about that. I really. Who did they say you said? Dirk. Um. No. No. They said. Um. Who should be not Tim Duncan shouldn't be there. Who else did they say instead? They of said. They said I should put another center there. So it's so not have a true four. Right. Maybe have a Shaq four, Hakeem five, Hakeem four, Shaq five. I'm I'm just like listen. He's the greatest. Now I do understand power four these days isn't what it used to be. Now we have what's called a stretch four. 
Right, yeah. Well, you could be course. six, 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 seven, and play the four. Yeah, yeah. Because now the NBA, the NBA is a little different. Isn't you know the the pure like uh you know power bruiser type of center or like you know like you know is is a thing of the past now. It's more right. of an athletic kind of game. It's more of a small ball type play than a big ball type play. Right. Than what I, you know we're used to it from younger. But uh, I always said though, I've always said this that if I was ever to start my own fantasy like 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 dream team, my own dream team of uh, best of all time. The number one person I'd pick off the bat wouldn't even be Jordan. It would be Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan if I wanted right. to start an uh, amazing team, Tim Duncan would be my number one pick to start a team and build around Tim Duncan. The Spurs tanked once in their history. Mm-hmm. They got Tim uh, Duncan, and, and they've been set in history. Yeah, everything else is they've working. tanked one time, <laughs> and they got Tim and it just worked. Oh my, he just worked out. And he and because even the things like and he was such the thing was best about him is that he was such a great fit for uh, Popovich. Mm-hmm. Because of their whole like attitude was like I I don't care what's going on I'm just here to play I right. just I'm gonna do what's right I'm gonna do the best that's it I'm gonna you know like he never talked he never like did commercials you see like these runways too like on like like these like, shoots everybody's like in like their baggy suits because I mean, right. that was a look was all that bag was. he had these baggy jeans yeah he had jeans and just like a polo a, shirt a polo like shirt didn't care like regular. he never smiled yeah. and the way he answered people in media too it was like the same way that Popovich would with just this lack of like enthusiasm like, you know care because he just yeah because they just wanted to do you know play the game I remember they asked someone one time they lost to the Knicks and they said and then reporter said what do you guys think you need to do to turn this around and he looked at her like she was crazy like turn this around we just won six games straight we're fine we lost the game it's okay don't worry about it and he's like next like yeah so exactly. it was such a fit which is like so perfect and it was like a line the stars are meant to be and it, and, he, and I, I'm a huge Tim Duncan fan I love Tim Duncan speaking of the Knicks I think that year when they won the first uh, championship mm-hmm that's when I really got into being a basketball fan because, Matt, I was— When the I, Knicks won their first championship? No, no, no. When the uh, Spurs oh, won Spurs. the first of five. Right, right, right. I, Matt, I remember this like I was yesterday. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was in the living room of my old mom's house, mm-hmm. and I saw the shot heard around New York City, Allen Houston down the lane, mm-hmm. off the rim, off the backboard, and in as the eighth seed to be the number one seed. Miami Heat game five on the road, mm-hmm. and he ran down the court and he threw his fist and he almost punched somebody when he threw the fist. That's why I always wore number twenty when I was playing my CYO leagues as a kid. I was a big Allen Houston. Allen Houston, and that team was that team was a destined was a destined team, and then they ran into the Spurs. They ran into the Spurs. We, but I mean, to me, that's one of the great. That is, I'm like I'm only uh, um, uh, thirty, so I haven't seen the greatest, the greatest of teams. That's the best Knicks team I've ever seen. A eight seed Houston, Sprewell, Grandma, Ma, Charlie <laughs> Ward, Chris Childs. I mean, that was such a great, great team. But they I ran mean, into the, the ninety five ones was good too with Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Derek Harper. But they ran into a. A historic Houston team. Yeah, <laughs> so and then and, and, and the, uh, the Houston team and the San Antonio team, both Texas teams. Both that, Texas teams. Yeah. So, Matt, it was tough. Didn't mean to cover you up, but there's one point that I wanted to, wanted to make too, which is fun. And you maybe you should, I don't know if you want to think about this now, another show, whatever it is in the future, but I remember when you talk about all time five, like your like best team, NBA team. Mm-hmm. So, when you said something about being hood, I one time said like, "What if I wanted to make the most hood gangster starting five of all time?" <laughs> and it's funny if you think about it, like, I'd be like, "All right, well, Baron Davis would be my point guard coming out of Compton. Baron Compton. His godchild is the game's son. He's the game's son. <laughs> you know, like Baron Davis Baron, would be a, a, a gangster. Stephen Jackson. Hood. The guy has a praying hands tattoo while holding a gun. This <laughs> is Jesus Christ. So Stephen Kevin G- Garnett is on that. Kevin team. Garnett, we're gonna be there. Uh, uh, oh, so it's really hood. Thinking like, of all these, and, and I had, I had four. I remember I had four, and I thought. I think J.R. Smith maybe a little bit. James I don't know about Hood. Definitely a character. A character. Right, <laughs> I right. don't know about Hood or Larry wants to be Hood. hood. Right. But um, ah, there was there was there was so many other people. Like I had, I forgot what my or center like the is. Goon Squad or something like that. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. Bill Lambier. He was like a goon. <laughs> oh, he was. He was Bill Lambier. If you drove the lane, he would give you a. A, a oh no, he did it on line. purpose. He did it on purpose. He definitely did. You know, Rasheed Wallace was kind Rasheed of a goon Wallace, too. Yes, him definitely. But I, I always thought about that if I wanted to make my my uh, starting five of the most gangster NBA players, like the most and thug some NBA of those are players, the best players that the league has seen. Really, <laughs> yeah, really, no, it is. Yeah, fun. it's funny. You know, like you know, but but it's, just, it's something to think about. If you want well, to think definitely. about that and bring it, talk about another show, that'd be great. Will, that'd be man. hilarious. The all-time NBA goon squad. The goon squad. Yeah, the goon squad. Goon stars. Matt, awesome job on the NBA, sir. Let's transition to baseball now. Let's do this, Matt. Who's your favorite baseball team? The New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. 
So we've been hearing. And you're a Met fan, right? Yes. Again, with this whole beef, Matt, we, we got to stop this whole <laughs> Nick Net fan, Yankee Mets fan. I mean, well, do we have any common ground, you and I? We don't because here's the funny part, and we'll get into this. <laughs> Except for being in Gotham Podcast Studios. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. We will get into, into this in uh-huh. the next show that we have uh, um, uh, uh, coming up soon. This is uh, Sunday. Matt Giants plays host to Oh, uh, yeah, Giants. we do. <laughs> we do. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Not Out anymore. Out of all weeks, <laughs> to come on the show the week that they play. But, I should have said no. <laughs> I just realized no. I just realized this. But we will get into um into that soon. Yeah. In terms of the hot stove, Matt, we're hearing all these names, Machado and his hap coming back and so on and so forth. The Paxton deal, I like the move because I, I was trying to tell Will, this is not a rebuild. This is a, no. This went from a rebuild to a retool fast. So the Yankees are trying their best to retool and get the arms. The Paxton move, Matt. I love that deal. I I heard the Hab deal is close to being done. I'm not sure if it is or not, but no, it's not done. But okay. So in terms of what you hear them doing, what they have done so far, in terms of the off season and the hot stove, Matt. How do you feel that that your team has done? Well, I, I mean, the team, I think, like, look at the last year. I mean, but look look at every other team they ran into. and Look how just good the American League was. I mean, the Yankees won 100 games. And this is the first time in MLB history last year that three teams have won 100 or more games in the post and the way to the postseason. Right. The Yankees won 100 games, and they still had to play that wild card the game. Wild card Their game. whole season went down to one like game. To one game. You know what Boston I mean? Boston was just that, that great. Yeah, and then they had to beat a great team like the Oakland A's because they were a very good they team, very too. Good. They've yeah. been winning a lot of wars this all season. Matt Chapman is great yeah. you know so they had a, they had a very strong team against the Oakland A's they had to defeat so it's just that's how good these teams were now right. it's just the Yankees they also had like a lot of things that went bad for them they had a rookie manager mm-hmm. they had a lot of injuries last year they did but they had all these things that went bad for them last year mm-hmm. and they still won 100 games right you know what I mean? It's just like, like to look at the Boston Red Sox. Like you know, like you don't think like that that like guys like Mookie and there's other players they're not going to have. You got to be some regression. They did so good last year right. that you would have to see some regression. Right. So it's just like, and I'm not saying this as a Red Sox hater because obviously off the bat, and you know me being a Yankee fan, <laughs> right. I have a deep, 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 deep hatred for the Boston Red Sox. Correct. But <laughs> but to be honest, it's just that you know you got to see like. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm still saying that if you look at the Red Sox now, that they would still beat the Yankees at a best of five. I think they would still beat them. But to go like forward, you respect you respect the Red Sox not to to still be good, just not as good as the Yankees were. Right. But you could see with all the bad things that happened to the Yankees last year, with the rookie, like I said, with the rookie manager, with all the injuries, with you know, with uh, you know, figuring out players, you know, where they're going to play in positions, and so many people we have to play the outfield right. for the Yankees. That we, yeah, exactly, and to move all around, that you could still see them having more than 100 games, like 105 next mm-hmm. year. You could still see them having 105 oh, yeah. wins, you know, right. regardless of everything that happened. Right. So I, I, I'm. It's just that that's how good they are. That's how dangerous they are. I mean, how many teams can you say that you – how many MLB teams have, like, six guys that give you, you know, like 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 all these home runs, like these 20-plus home runs in a year? Right. You can't say that more than the Yankees, really, for the most part. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm happy for it. I mean, you know, it, it's – it's I, I just like the future where it's going to go. It, Matt, if, let me ask this question to you. Sure. I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Manny Machado? Yes, why, no, why? Manny Machado coming in, do you want him? I mean, who wouldn't want Manny Machado? Right. I mean, to answer that question off the bat, who right. wouldn't want Manny Machado? <clears throat> right. But he's going to cost a whole lot of money yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, do we really need Manny Machado was the question. Right. I don't know if the needs are really there for that. Right. I mean, because, you know, right. you still got you still got – like, like, I'm not going to lie, too. Like, I am a little, you know, like with Didi being hurt, uh, you know, and then uh, and Duhar, who he did very good last year. Now, who's going to not say the sophomore slump's going to affect him? Like, a guy like Gleyber Torres, I think he's just going to get better and better and better. Right. And Duhar, I think, had a very good season last year and did very, very well. But I'm more nervous about him keeping that up as opposed to I am about Torres. I think Torres is going to keep, you know, up the progress and keep doing well. And don't forget... A Glaber is a natural shortstop. Exactly. So to me, if I'm them, I would just find a guy to play second base, mm-hmm. put Glaber at short, your problem solved. 
because you still got Hicks and Stanton and Judge, mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm still a believer in Bird. I still I, think I still believe in Bird, Bird as well, but I like I like um, Voight with Luke Voight. Voight like exactly. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, and let's not forget that Gary Sanchez is probably the most powerful player. On this team, yeah, but he, he's but he hit some bombs. I'm like, he has, damn. yeah. I'm, I've always been a Gary Sanchez fan, but he didn't have that great of a season last year. Romaine had a great season as a catcher last year. Very, very. True. I'm saying his name correctly, but true. So, but yeah, but Romaine, the other catcher, had a really good season, and I think Gary Sanchez got to step it up bigger this year. Has to. But we still had 100 wins with him doing bad. Wins. That's what I'm saying. Like a guy like Gary Sanchez didn't have a great year and was hurt for a while, and we still did 100 wins, Matt. And that proves my point. You won 100 games without. Manny Machado. Exactly. He won 100 games. Aaron Judge was hurt for like six weeks. Other guys were hurt here. Jacoby Ellsbury did not play a game, and you won 100 games. Yeah. So, so, so to me, he like getting him as a want. Yeah, we want him, duh. Right. But is the need there, Matt? I think we're on the same page. I don't think there's a Manny Machado need, but I just have a feeling in the next week or two mm-hmm. where I, I have a, I think he signs. I really do. I, I think he signs. I think what the Yankees are going to do, Matt, I think they're going to say, hey, let's not give you 10 years, $300 million. Let's give you a shorter deal, but we'll raise the per year amount you make. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you $35, $40 million a year, but we won't do it over 10 years. We'll do it over six. Is six at 40 enough? Because if you do that, Machado could still become a free agent, I think, at 30, 31. So it gives him another chance to get another 200 million, 300 million deal mm-hmm. at that age. So I think with the, so I think they'll be able to sell that to him. Does he take it? We don't know. But if I'm him, if you give me 35, 40 million a year for six years, guaranteed, I'm saying, where do I sign? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you <laughs> with that. But I think he's going to. A hundred percent. If he takes it, I'll take it too. Like, you know, it's like you said, it's the need is not there, I feel, but definitely the the want factor is going to be great. You know, same thing like, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, the three teams he wants to go to right now is the Yankees. The Yankees are his first place he wants to play for. Right. But that's if they meet his price point. Right. Now let's know if how much is on negotiation or business. How much do we know about behind the back scenes as much as we go? Right. But um, he also would willing to play for the Red Sox and the, not Red Sox, White Sox and the Phillies. White Sox you. have a lot of money. And the White Sox, the White Sox <laughs> could be matching his his price tag. Bryce Harper, the White Sox guys at the uh, winter meeting spoke to Bryce Harper number two. They could they could get one of them, but if you go to that team, Matt, it's almost like you're saying, "I just want the money," because the White Sox are still going to be bad for at least the next a couple of years, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what he really wants, though, to be honest with you. I really think just Manny Machado, for the most part, just really wants the money. I right. think that's what he's going for. I think he feels like he deserves it, you know? I mean, there's right. a lot of people in, there's a lot of people that look differently about it, you know, uh, in sports, as professional sports. They want to make sure that they get paid, that they get taken care of, and that they have their money for, you know, because, you know, they could just break their leg one day and they could be gone. Right. You know? And here's the thing, too. If he hits a ground ball to shortstop, a deep to deep short, if he jogs to first base and he could have beat out that throw, the New York media is going to kill yeah. Manny Machado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're they going to murder him to pieces. Which is just like I said, which is the reason why I never want. I don't want KD to come to the Knicks. I said it before you know, many times. I don't want KD to be a part of the Knicks because right. if we don't start winning right away, we're going to destroy him. We're going to rip him apart. And he's a sensitive guy. Yeah, clearly he's, he's a sensitive guy. super sensitive guy. He can't handle the media stuff like that. New York's going to rip him apart. And you know, I guess when the Yankee, the best thing to say about how tough we are, in New Yorkers, is that we booed Mariano Rivera when he messed up. Mariano. Rivera, who's the going to be in the Hall of Fame yeah. next year at this time? He's in his own Hall of Fame of his own. <laughs> right. The, there are certain players that shouldn't have to wait. Jeter, why is he waiting? No, Jeter shouldn't wait because Mariano, him and, why is he him waiting? Him and Mariano are going to start the Hall of Fame. Like you don't got to be in the Major League Hall of Fame. You want to be the Jeter Mariano Hall of Fame? You could be in that part. Where you that's don't have to wait. That. Yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah, you deserve it. Come on, you're exactly. in, you're in. It's they meet up at a local bar. <laughs> exactly. Transitioning from the Bronx to Flushing Queens and my Mets. Um, the Cano Edwin Diaz deal is complete. I like the move because at the end of the day, prospects are a dime, a d- dozen. Mm-hmm. They are exactly what the name says, Matt. Prospects. They prospects. can be a high boom or a high bust. There really is no uh, in between. And today I woke up to we have brung back Jerry's familiar. Yep, familiar. Yes, you did. Three years, thirty million bucks. And to me, it's going to be like so. Who's the closer? Is Diaz the closer? Is familiar the um a closer? I think that familiar is going to be that seven eighth inning guy set up. Have I mean 
it's hard for a guy to save 57 games and tell him, hey, um, by the way, you're going to be the setup man. Yeah, no, no. They, 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 can't, they can't make Diaz a setup man. Right. I mean, I remember mentioning this before. I mentioned actually the last time I was on the show. I said I felt that that Cano and Diaz deal was a Diaz deal. With Cano attached to it, that's I how I feel about it. I agree. So yeah, so uh, so you 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 swung for the fences. You made the big splash to get somebody like Diaz and Cano. You're gonna make Diaz your your closer. Your, Diaz, should, you know, and if he's not, then it's just it's the Mets. It, it <laughs> is the, Matt. I won't be surprised if you say, "Hey, so uh, Familia beat out Diaz in a he beat out Diaz in spring." There was a battle. Mm-hmm. You traded him to battle with Jerry. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. What's, what's going on? Like, what's going on? So, one thing I do not like about what the Mets are doing, I don't like this whole JT Real Muto thing, man. Because why not? To me, you have Wilson Ramos, who's a free, who's free, and it'll be very cheap. Mm-hmm. Yasmani Grandal. I understand in the postseason, he's one of the worst hitting players in postseason. History. Mm-hmm. That's how bad he has money. But in the regular season, he's been pretty, pretty good. In and to history. Me, in, no, no. Like I, I think, it. I think, I think he's like oh ninety two. That is really bad for postseason. <laughs> it's really terrible. Oh ninety two. Oh my god. But I mean, he'll also come cheaper because all you're doing is money. But Matt, the only thing I could think of if the Mets are trying to get. JTV or trade is here come the the Wilpons again mm-hmm. saying hey so we're only going to give you this amount to spend and I think Brody says that's not enough to get Ramos or Yasmani so now because you don't want to spend money mm-hmm. you're going to gut the team because I'm hearing that they're going to trade Conforto and McNeil for Remoto why? Why? Yeah no not especially, I, I like why? Conforto a lot I, I think he's a stud. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think he's a stud. So to me, you can keep Conforto, Nemo, McNeil, sign one of these two guys, and that solves your deal. And to make things worse, <laughs> part of <laughs> no, this more. deal, right? Part there's of this more. deal is you're trading Syndergaard to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So you just want to see Noah Syndergaard strike out the side against Betts. <laughs> Ben Attendee and JD Mar- That's what you want to see. Throwing 158 miles per friggin' hour. That's what you want to see across the freaking Bronx. That would why would you you do not trade Noah Syndergaard for JT. You trade Noah Syndergaard for Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. You trade Noah Syndergaard for Giancarlo Stanton. That's who you trade Noah Syndergaard for. JT Real, he isn't even known on the West Coast. They're like Rio, Rio Mimuto, is that the name of the store that's being built, like, down the block? That's what people <laughs> on the West Coast think, Matt. They're like, JT who? He played for the whole Florida. What? So, Matt, like, I just wonder, I know, I'm not sure if you heard this whole three-team deal, but what's your thoughts on it? Because I'm not a fan of this deal at all whatsoever. I'll tell you, well, of course, the thoughts about the Yankees getting Syndergaard is going to be great for of course, us. Of course. <laughs> exactly, and there's no problem with that. I remember because my, my wife is a huge Mets fan. Awesome. I, yes, she is. She's a, I guess that's awesome. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but I, I really like the Mets. So just so we say now, I really, really do like the Mets. And I really, I, I've been to Mets games wearing Mets hats. Nice. I nice. don't mind that. I'll support the Mets 100%. Right. I'm just not a Mets fan. You got it, got it. You know what I mean? I'm a Yankee fan first and foremost. Right. But I support the Mets. You got it. Um, you know, just like just like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan, but I actually like the Bucks because I'm a big Antenna Cupo fan. You know what I mean? Right. So, but So for that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I... I think that that kind of deal for 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 us is great, great for the Yankees. For the Mets, you get no sense of accomplishment out of that deal. Thank you. That's the biggest thing you would feel out of it. There really is. That's really what it is. There's no sense of accomplishment for that deal. And it's been you know like there's been deals in the past that the Mets have done where they've gotten these big name players like kind of out of their prime already, and when it's too late to get them, like you know like Pedro Martinez. When you guys got him, you got him super late. And Mo Vaughn Mo back Vaughn. in the day. Yeah, you know, so. And Robinson Cano is kind of at that He's point. He's fringy. Yeah, fringy with that point. But you got a very young Diaz with that. Right. But then if you do a deal like this, I mean, you know, granted, I know you have um, 
you know, uh, Degrom, Jacob Degrom, who you know just won the, the award that he did last year. Yeah, yeah, Cy Young. There you go. I, I had a blonde moment there for a second. <laughs> I told you I'm not that smart. I really did. I was like, oh my god, I forgot the name of the award right now, but I know he won it. Anyways, not that smart. And then, uh, so you, so yeah, but that's that's all it is. It gives you no sense of accomplishment, right. no sense of comfort. Like you don't, you don't. You feel like something was really lost there. Right. And I know as Met fans, as much as you guys love Thor, you know, to, to lose him for that. For JT Real Muto. For a restaurant name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For that store down the block the being built block. in Westchester, PA, that nobody cares for. <laughs> oh, the Real Muto store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be and funny to see uh, Syndergaard come to the Yankees, and it will, be, it will kill you Met fans to see him in pinstripes, and it will also kill you to see his hair cut off because you know the Yankees are with their uh, dress code. the Subway Series, watch Aaron Boone make sure he pitches against the Mets twice. Oh, absolutely. Hey, so we're going to change the rotation ahead of the Mets week. Uh, so he pitches he's gonna, twice. He's going to pitch the first and second inning, and then again the first and second <laughs> inning. That's what he's going to do. And strike up the side, and I'm going to be pissed. Exactly. <laughs> Matt, that wraps up this show, NBA Talk, right. Baseball Talk. Next episode, all football. Me and Matt's passion, the sport we love to talk about the most. Football, and we'll end with picks. Big game coming up, Matt. Chargers, Chiefs, some fantasy playoff players playing yep. in this game. Rivers yep. and Melvin Gordon and Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, so on and so forth. So next episode, all football. Sean Thomas, Matthew Vide, the dollar signing out on the board sports. We'll be back.